can delete it. Check, check, one, two, check, 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 one, two, check, one, two, two, check, one, two, check, 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 one, two, check, one, check, one, one, two, check, check, check. My levels are tight. So glad your levels are good. Thanks for tuning in once again to the Open Road Podcast. I am Jeremy. My name is Calvin. And we are here to chat about adventure, more specifically to help you find more adventure in the everyday. That's what this podcast is about, and we just want to thank you for joining us today. Hearing it from us, a couple of regular everyday guys. That's exactly right. Calvin, what did you get up to this week? Uh, this week, I, uh, well, I I worked a lot this week, and then I had a discouraging thing happen where we had all of our firewood delivered. Yeah. For the for the winter. Yeah. Now, so then I I get home, and then I see this horrible horrible mountain of firewood that I now need to deal with. So I've been kind of picking away at that. So it's killing your grass in the meantime. It's killing my grass in the meantime. Yes. And you have a hard time growing gr- grass to begin with. It's actually hilarious. Like I haven't really. Last year, the guy just dropped off this firewood in our driveway, which I was upset about because it made this huge mess in our driveway. So I told him this year. I talked to my neighbor and I said, "Okay, dude, just back it all the way up in between our two houses. There's like this alley there." Yeah. And so I randomly happened to be home when he was dropping this off, and he was like all nervous that he was going to hit trees. And so I was just like really trying to be a good encourager of this driver to like, man, you can do it. You can totally do this. And it's like this crazy, hilarious backup that he had to do like on our lawn around the corner, dodging <laughs> trees, lifting the bucket. I'm like, yes, because every inch closer that he gets to my pile is less that I have to manhandle it to the 100%, pile. So 100%. I'm just trying to get him back closer, closer. No, keep going, dude. You got this. This is great work. <laughs> He's like, man, I'm like really worried about hitting the windows. <laughs> so he got pretty close. I, not as close as I wanted. I was disappointed. But no tip. That's uh, That brings up a good point. It's interesting um, when other people are involved with something that like you want a specific outcome. They have a specific outcome and they are like the same but different. Yes. Like he just wants to get in there and get it done and leave. Yeah. And you want mm-hmm. it to get as close as possible so you have less work to do. Yes. So yeah. I'm glad that you took control of the situation and uh, yeah. that customer service prevailed. Yeah. It, it, he, was, he did okay. Yeah. Every year I try and creep them back further and further. Yeah. Are you going to end uh, up knocking down some trees of your neighbors so that he can go all the way all the way back? <laughs> It's not so much that. It's that he has this crazy thing where the doors need to swing open so they would like smash the sides of our houses. Oh wow! On his giant truck. So how much wood did you get? Well, uh, like what's the I units have, of measure? It's cords. So I have ten cords. One cord is if you look at a, a stacked up pile. Yeah. It is four feet tall and eight feet long, stacked wow. up. So I have ten of those. That's a lot. It is a lot. What does that cost? It is a thousand bucks for ten cords. Hundred bucks a cord. Hundred bucks a cord delivered. And does that uh, heat you through the whole winter? Yes, and then some. That's and, lots. And did you did you find that heating your house like that was no problem in the really cold Muskoka winters? Did you have to turn on the baseboard heaters or anything? Uh, no, it was no problem. It's just like 
a big hassle, right? Like it's, it's a lot of work and it's dirty. Um, so I don't know. I'm not like so many people here are just like so sold out for this, uh, wood burning stove. And I feel like I should be, but I'm just like not that sold on it after doing it for a whole winter. After doing it for the whole winter, and like it's still a thousand bucks, and maybe if I spent the time to gather it all up myself, but I'm just not gonna do that. I don't have the time for that. Dude, um, ten cords would be insane to, even if you a had ton of work. like yeah, if you had to split it all even, like if you got it in bigger chunks. Oh, like, I know, that's yeah, yeah, so yeah. much work. It's a ton of work. So, I don't know how these guys make money making this stuff. Hard to know, but they must because they keep on living another day. They yeah, they do. Uh, uh yeah, you've been uh, uh, packing up this weekend. Yeah, we've been packing. Katie's uh, Katie's been really spearheading it, and I'm grateful for that. She's been doing a killer job. Um, but yeah, we're basically sitting, you know, in boxes uh, mm-hmm, all around mm-hmm. us. And Tuesday's the big move. So by next week on the podcast, we'll have uh, we'll have done the move and had the first couple of days living uh, living with Cole and Janessa. So Cole doesn't help you with any of the moving stuff. <sighs> Not at all, man. That's kind of like I thought this whole the whole point of this was that you did everything together. Yeah, and in fact, like the rooms we're moving into, like they put all their junk into those rooms so that when we get there, we got to like clear them out. Oh, it's such a weird thing they did. Yeah, like everything from their garage they put in there so that they like just we'd have jammed to, it all in there. Yeah, so like we like, hey. we'd organize it as we take it out cuz we're good at organizing, so it's just been oh, a bit wow. of a, it's been a bit of a nightmare yeah. actually already. Yeah, they're they're snakes, right? So <laughs> So it's going to be a tough year, definitely. It's definitely going to be a tough <laughs> yeah. year. No, yeah, so yeah. no, so it's good. So everything over there is painted. The rooms are crisp and ready for us to move in and uh the nice. the bathroom that we have up there, they were just doing uh some new some painting and putting some new tiles in and you know, we just bought a new shower curtain and everything is uh a new t- new towel, so everything matchy matchies and it's going to be great. Rooms plural could because are you and Katie moving into separate rooms now? Yeah, so I, I don't really want to get onto that. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> open it up a bit here for us. Okay, um you got two twin beds. <laughs> no, we got two king beds. Oh. Uh, wow. No. Casper? <laughs> she needs it. No, she's <laughs> She's got a king bed, and I got a little uh, a little futon action. <laughs> no, so brings it back to the good old days. Yeah, no. So we have the bedroom uh, with a queen, and then the pod, the office slash podcast studio, with nice. a with a futon for guests. So you're you're welcome to crash uh, whenever you need to, man. Wow, thank you. You're so welcome. Really appreciate that. So yeah, so we're excited, and it's uh, it's really happening. We just got. Uh, just got to move all the stuff over, so. Mm-hmm. So we're excited for yeah. that adventure to begin. Cool. Even though it's not well, going to really uh, start until we get back from Iceland, so. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you're kind of moving in and then leaving for uh, yeah. half a month. Yeah. Okay. But it should be good. I am very excited for this week's episode. How fun was that interview? I don't I don't think we've been this excited for an interview uh, since the podcast began. And that's not to like diss to, any of our other guests, but Jordan's story is crazy. It is such a good story. Um, yeah, I, I'm very excited. I'm just, excited just to listen to it again myself because yeah. I didn't even, I wasn't even fully able to grasp it all. I know. So just as a tiny bit of preface for our listeners here, guys, we're about to interview Jordan Agzani and he... Uh, went viral a year and a half ago when he put a call out on Reddit for uh, uh, to give away a free ticket for a trip around the world uh, to a girl who had the same name as his ex-girlfriend. 
And basically, without giving too much away, you probably have heard of this story uh, because it was uh, so massive. But Jordan really gets into the nitty gritty of what happened to him and the adventure that uh, that sort of found him and that he found himself in the midst of. And, you know, there's ups and there's downs and there's twists and there's turns. And so we actually made this into a two part episode. That's right. Because there's, so, there's just so much going on with this guy. So I'll add quite a nicely structured two part episode. I would say so myself. I would say we did a decent job. We sort of do a before or sorry, during the viral, you know, sensation and then a bit of an after. So it's kind of a, you know, a nice story. What happened to them now with a moderate cliffhanger right in the middle. So stick with us for two weeks. And uh, uh, this might be one that's worth sharing with your friends. If you haven't already shared uh, this podcast with somebody that uh, that's right, that you think should find more adventure in their everyday. So. Well, Jer, I mean, should we just get right into it? I'd say let's get right into it. This is Does Jordan. much more need to be said? No. Heck no. We just let's let's okay. let Jordan do the talking. Okay. Going viral with Jordan Exani. Here we go. Just one quick note before we begin, please be aware that this is an uncensored and raw interview. Well, it's Jeremy and Calvin here, and we have Jordan Exani. Is that how you say your last name, Jordan? Exani? Yeah, I mean, I think so. Um, <laughs> as far as I know, I mean, it, it was some sort of weird made up last name on Ellis Island like 100 years ago. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It, the her heritage is Romanian and normally it's a Zani, A-Z-A-N-I, which is apparently a very typical name in Romania. Yeah. Um, but there's like so there's like my only my family has Xani and none of us know how to say it. Um, but we're very distinctive and easy to find. We're we're typically the albinos <laughs> ah. uh, hanging out in like rural Alberta. Nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, welcome. Yeah. Uh, you're our <laughs> first albino on the show. Good to have you with us, Jordan. <laughs> Great to be here, guys. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, I mean, you are a very interesting character, and uh, not that you're a character, you're a real a real person. <laughs> um, and we have uh, two episodes coming out uh, with you because we think it'd be fun to sort of try something new and explore uh, your story a little bit more uh, in depth. But I think it was about a year ago that you found yourself at uh, the absolute center kind of of the world. Would you mind taking us back and telling the story that you've probably told a thousand times? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. No problem. Um, so, yeah, it started about a year and a half ago now, um, which on one hand doesn't seem very long ago, but on the other hand feels like lifetimes ago um basically you know the gist of the story is that i was um newly single i've been dating someone for a number of years um it's getting pretty serious uh we loved each other very much it was a really tough breakup but just wasn't the relationship wasn't what it needed to be for both of us at that point in time so we split up um but you know sometimes when you split up with people you know you have like a dog you got to share or a cat or apartment in our case we had this amazing trip booked Hmm. um and it was this trip that was we broke up in august the trip started in december and it was through four different continents virtually around the world um and i i mean we booked the tickets like way early i think we got them in like march of that year um so you know we had been planning the trip for a great deal um, even before our breakup and then we weren't really sure what we were going to do, but we kind of decided we, we couldn't go together. I mm. mean, it just, it just wasn't going to work. Mm. So 
we break up. Um, I'm really unsure of everything at that point. I was in a terrible place personally. Like I basically, I, you know, <laughs> I basically sat around for like 60, 70 days and watched Bojack Horseman on Netflix wow. and drank beer <laughs> and, and ate ice cream. I was like, I was every cliche in like the brokenhearted rom-com sort of movie. Yeah. And I spent my days also, you know, arguing with Air France about trying to like cancel the tickets or her ticket or right. whatever. Um, and I couldn't, and I was kind of in this stuck position. Hmm. So fast forward about, I think it was like 70 something days after the breakup. And this brings us to like the end of October. I was at a birthday dinner for a friend and we were a bunch of bottles of wine in. And at the <laughs> end of it, um, someone said, and we, we honestly don't know who said this. Um, but someone said, Hey, what are you doing with that ticket? And I said, ah, fuck, I don't know. I think we're just going to, I'm just going to go alone and change the itinerary and, and just sort of make the best of it. Right. And they said, well, that sucks. Why don't you just try to give it away to someone with the same name? Because <laughs> it was all and, booked on your, was it all booked on your credit card? Yeah, yeah, yeah I paid for it. Uh, okay, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, by the way, I, that wasn't immediately clear in the media, but yeah, I understand <laughs> that that could have been a real dick move otherwise. Um, <laughs> but no, no, it was a gift that I gotten for, for both of us for a Christmas present. Right. Um, and so w the table blows up in laughter. We're like, you know, we all think that this is ridiculous and but kind of awesome, but very ridiculous. And what do you even do? How would you even go about this? Yeah. Those sorts of questions. Right. Anyway, the night goes on. We go out, have fun. The next day, it's a Sunday. I'm at my office because I was also working a ton at this point, too. And I was sitting there all alone. I worked in real estate development. And I just, you know, at one point in the afternoon, I was like, you know what? She's gone. She ain't coming back. <laughs> I got no other options. The hell do I care? And I, without even really thinking about it, to be honest, I just sort of opened up my laptop and went to Reddit and wrote this super tongue-in-cheek post. Yeah. And hit submit. And then what happened was I had actually never posted on Reddit before. So I'd like set up a user account. First like post. Right then. First post. Um, set up a user account, submit to the travel thread, and it immediately gets taken down. I get this message from this moderator that's like, Hey man, had to take it down because, you know, this is the travel group. This is not, you know, maybe try the Canada sort of section, but this is not something we can have. It's not of global interest. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> okay, interesting. Right? And, and so interesting I foreshadow. Was like, I, yeah, right. And I almost didn't put it up because I was like, okay, well, this is just a sign that this is a stupid idea. But in my head, you know what? I, you know what I wanted to be able to tell myself? I wanted to be able to say that I tried to give the ticket away. Right. right. I, I wanted to be able to look back on it and be like, well, at least I tried. Yep. Um, so I, I throw it in the Canada section, I share it on Facebook and I literally wrote something like this. Hey guys, this is literally the fail me now internet. Hmm. And then I went to sleep and in some sort of weird perverted fairy tale, I woke up the next morning and noticed there was like, you know, I looked at my phone and I, I, there was like 300 and something notifications in like the top left hand corner. <laughs> And I was like, well, that's a little higher than one or two. Yeah. The one or two <laughs> or I'm used to. <laughs> three on a busy day. And uh, I click on it. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, and I click on it and I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, it's being shared like crazy. And then I look at my messages on Facebook and I'm just jammed with people being like, dude, is this for real? And other people like reporters, wow. some early movie producers. And wow. I look at my email and it's even more, even some Elizabeth Gallagher's had already reached out. And like, I, it was seven in the morning wow. the next morning. 
Ugh. And so I'm, I'm panicking. I get out of bed. I call my dad. And my, uh, by the way, for whatever it's worth, I have a weird knack for causing these sorts of problems <laughs> in my life. Like, and so anytime I call my dad panicked, he's like, what did you do? He knows it's nothing stupid like me ending up in jail. Right. But like, it's I just have a weird knack for causing like <laughs> unnecessary drama. I don't know why. It just sort of follows me around. Probably because I do shit like this. <laughs> um, so I call my dad. I'm like, dad, I wrote this thing on the internet. It's blowing up. It's like going viral. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, well, what did you do? I said, well, I tried to give away this extra plane ticket yeah. that had Liz's name on it. And he's like, why the hell would you do that? <laughs> like, <laughs> He's like, don't worry. No one's going to care about your stupid ticket. It'll go away by the end of the day. And I was like, thanks, Dad. You're right. <laughs> you, you, you sure know how viral the viral yeah, world right. works. Getting all the, the tech advice. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, so fast forward. Effectively, it blew up that day. Yeah. I mean, you know, within I, I, when I checked my email, there was it was just constant. And it was that whole day and the rest of the week and the rest of the month was just a constant stream of movie directors, producers, studios, agents, um, media, uh, different travel related companies and brands. Um, Elizabeth Gallagher's people wanting to be named Elizabeth Gallagher, guys (laughs) change their legal gender and their name to Elizabeth Gallagher. Um, and wow. then like a, a couple hundred thousand emails just of people being like, yo, this is crazy. Is this for real? Now, pause. Did you just yeah. say a couple hundred thousand? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's funny because I actually didn't. I, I, I thought it was like a couple like tens of thousands yeah. for a while. And then I actually went into that email account recently. And I hadn't looked at it in, in forever. And yeah, like the wow. like, I mean, a lot of it. I hired like a like a like a team of virtual assistants to kind of search through stuff. Okay. Um, and I mean, still in this inbox of the day, there's like 55,000 messages that haven't even been sorted wow. and it's oh. been like a big <laughs> endeavor. So who knows what's in there? I, I probably never will. Um, wow. but yeah, like it, cause the story, so just to sort of fast forward, um, mm-hmm. so the story blew up over the course of that week, yep. but then it gained even more momentum, you know, as it kind of evolved right. and as someone actually went on the trip with me, um, and as we came back and by the end of it, it's uh, it got 4.2 billion traditional media impressions, wow. which by any standard and any sort of ranking of this shit blows away anything in terms of the most viral human interest story ever. Wow. Right, right. So like any memes you can think of, like those were, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to like be like, ooh, my viral story is bigger than your yeah, viral yeah, story. It's but, hard to put it in perspective, though, because I don't really know how all that works. Well, think about it this way. So, like, it, 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 here's here's an interesting, very Canadian perspective. So, <laughs> if you're if you're launching a new product in Canada, say you're like Procter & Gamble, and you're like, we want to, like, launch a new brand of soap. Mm-hmm. If you get 15 million impressions in Canada as a publicist, you are, like, a fucking hero right. and getting crazy promoted immediately. Right, okay. And so we're talking about 4.2 billion and it was actually small potatoes in canada and the u.s compared to like brazil germany wow um, peru it was massive thailand like it caught wind like a year later and i still get all these like very (laughs) racy photos from thai women that immediately i have to delete obviously wow (laughs) um yeah like it's dude it it went literally around the world and like it and there's something in that i think you know, I've, I've I've had some time now to sort of process all this, but I think there was two things that really drove it. I think one was this idea that there was multiple acts. So it wasn't just one media cycle. It was three. Right. And now we're right. kind of four, really, if we're being honest. Yeah. Um, and uh, but also, I mean, the reality is like, you know, there was this Cinderella theme that was obviously very compelling. But the other thing was and I, I fervently believe this is what what really threw the gas on the flames, Yeah. which was we all know what it is to be at the end of a relationship. 
right? Mm -hmm. Like we all know what it is to have to move on from something. It can be, I guess it could right. be a person, a place or thing or project. You know, you could get fired, your company could go under, yeah. you could get heartbroken, you could get left at the altar. You could have had your grade eight prom, you know, date stand you up and you could still be bitter about it. Like we all get that feeling, yeah. right? And I think that's what drove it, man. Like mm. in a way, everyone kind of has an Elizabeth Gallagher. Mm. Um, and that's what made the story so like regardless of language or culture, that's why it made it so big. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. yeah, very relatable. I suppose so, yeah. So, um, back up now. So you've now received all of this um, content. What, what, what do you do with it now? Um, in terms of all the people reaching out? Yeah, um, like what, what was your next step? Oh, man. Like okay, the trip's so, coming up. Yeah, so, so basically there was like eight weeks between the post and the trip, right? Um, okay. I, I tried to stick it out. So let's put an exact timeline together. So the post was posted on a Sunday. Yep. Monday blew up. That whole week was the worst week of my life. Uh, because on one hand, you're dealing with all this like slew of stuff and like, like, like weird stuff that like life can't prepare you for. Like, like I had this producer from the fucking Ella DeGeneres show, yeah. like threatening me over my film rights, which is something I'd never even considered having wow. until like a day earlier. Wow. Um, and they booked me and like booked a plane ticket and everything for me to go down and be on the show. But then at the last minute, they're like, oh, yeah. We can't have you on unless you're going to sign over everything to us. Wow. Like basically anything oh, that I do oh. for the next couple of years. Ellen. And that's, that's what they do. They they do that with like any viral. Like I guarantee damn Daniel because he was on the show. He signed some sort of weird 360 agreement with the Ellen DeGeneres mm -hmm. show and the producers. Chewbacca so that they, they Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. So you're dealing with these and then you're dealing with other movie producers and directors that are being even more bullish than that. Wow. Like I had people like like couriering me like documents that they wanted me to sign in exchange for a couple hundred grand. Wow. Um, I had, and then uh, let's not forget the, okay, that's the business bullshit. But the real thing that was driving me nuts in that week was the fact that my ex Liz is a real li living, breathing, absolutely fucking lovely person totally. living in Toronto. Right. Right. And so my second call of the day that this story mm. blew up after my dad was trying to get a hold of Liz and being like, Holy shit, are you okay? Right. Um, I, of course, I, she wasn't taking my calls. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't if I was her, right? Yeah. And so I had my my parents and my brother and friends all trying to reach out to her, and and then it was the next media thing was okay. Well, how do you turn this into more than this salacious thing that's going to hurt her? Right. So then immediately mm -hmm. within the first forty eight hours, the idea to build a charity came up, um, and immediately changed the narrative to paying it forward mm -hmm. rather than the salacious romantic angle that right. the media was eating up, right. which was this constant struggle. And I mean. Like I got in on-air fights with like like Fox and Friends, Fox's morning show, about how they were always just talking about the romantic angle, but not looking at the bigger picture of this. Like it was a constant mm. struggle wow. for the next six months, and still to this day in many ways. Yeah. Um. So all that was going on, okay. And moreover, like, I mean, I'm obviously not able to do my job. Like I can't even walk out on the street. Yeah. Um. I'm just constantly taking. Like it, it was just so much so soon, and I was totally. I just it, like. How do you prepare for something like that? How do you know who to trust in that situation? This anyway, is wild. So, so, so story blows up on Monday. By Friday, it's pretty clear I have to go to L.A. to figure out this whole thing with all these people that are, are threatening to basically, you know, make me sign papers that I don't really know what they mean. Mm -hmm. And so at that point in time, I signaled to a couple people that I was going to come down. 
And then word got around apparently between all the agencies. Um, so in LA, if you guys don't know too much about how like the business of the entertainment industry, oh works, no, I know everything about LA. Don't even go. Okay, into you- it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I pity you, man. It's such a terrible no, no, give thing us, to know about. Give us, um, give us the skinny. So basically, there's there's like three big agencies that run everything, and they they literally control all of our pop culture from TV, film, music, yeah. you know, YouTube stuff, like everything that we consume is dictated by these these asshole business guys in three major agencies. So CAA, which is not Canadian Automotive Association, uh, <laughs> CAA, UTA, and WME. Um, and so word got around, and all of a sudden, I, I was like being courted by these three big agencies. And so I spent my first day there going around to these crazy big boardrooms with all these, like, like the agents of like Brad Pitt wow. and Ryan Reynolds and like, fucking like Adam Sandler's agent and all these crazy people sitting down with me being like, dude, what do you want to make this into? Do you want to be a version so much bigger than yourself? You never thought it was possible. Hmm. And I drank the Kool-Aid. I fully, I will, I'm, I'm human enough to say that I drank the Kool-Aid in that moment of time. I signed everything away to William Morris Endeavor, which has been a totally heartbreaking shit show since because they exploited me a lot. Um, and I'm still signed to them now and I just don't give a fuck. Um, they these agencies thrive on scooping up the rights of basically anything you do or touch right. and they do it for everything that blows up anyone that blows up and it could be a viral story or you could be like a musician that all of a sudden gets notoriety you can be an actor that gets a big break you know whatever it is anyone we've they, seen that's gone viral you're saying anyone they all they're get they're going to be after us for, for you doing this episode i mean it, <laughs> the I, open road podcast could be compromised call call me if it happens because i will guide you through the process thank you um but so they 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 basically they sell you this dream and it's so you're in la you're in beverly hills walking around all these meetings i mean mm. it's addictive so i go down there i ended up being in la for the next eight weeks until the trip started um and over that time you know we were all of a sudden negotiating a movie deal with universal um, we were, I mean, like we were figuring out who the fuck was going to play me in the movie, which is a crazy thing in and of itself. This is within eight weeks. This doesn't make yeah. sense to me. I can't fathom and so this. It Did you quit so your job? I couldn't go back to like, work. I, I, so I, what I had, about real life? I had a visa application out that they put in for me, um, for an O-1B visa. Um, and I couldn't actually wow. leave. The, I couldn't leave the U S. Um, so I was stuck there. So I was actually doing as much work as I could. And thankfully, mm. Thankfully, my employer, my previous employer, was actually very understanding because this is nothing I could have ever planned, right? Like this wasn't right. this wasn't not normal. No, of course not. So, uh, so yeah, the, everything had to go on hold. Life literally went on hold. Like I, I, I eventually, my apartment was eventually rented out again. Yeah, my parents and my friends had to go in, and they like it was in the same state as when I left for LA, which was obviously a total shit show. One bag <laughs> on your backpack in, in your. Laundry yeah. everywhere, like a kitchen full of sinks and or just yeah. full of dirty dishes, and yeah, like it was bad, guys. Wow. So, so yeah, life, normal life, basically went out the window, and it has been out of the window since. Hmm. Yeah. So don't post anything <laughs> on the internet. It's, it's, that is so bizarre. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So then the trip comes around. I mean, then it's really crazy. Like it was, it was pretty crazy ramping up for that because there was so much that went into it. There was a TV production team. Um, there was by that point there was a film deal, a TV deal, um, like book deal, all in the works. Wow. Um, just so much stuff, guys. Like it's, and I do not say this to impress you. I say it to impress upon you how fucked up it was, <laughs> and also right, right. how. How honestly, like they were just squeezing me for everything they could. Yeah, that's what right. they exist to do. They exist to do deals and make money, and that is 
that's the problem with all of this. And that's the problem with viral culture is that when these things blow up, like there's a whole bis- business system in place to support this kind of stuff from the media coverage to the kickbacks at the different agencies. Yeah. They know and they know the exact number of dollar signs that are over your head. And you have absolutely no idea because one day you were Jordan, you know, writing a post on trying to get a post on Reddit. And the next day, you know, th- they have like all the power in terms of the knowledge. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. And I, I, I placed it, I placed some trust improperly as well. So I made some bad mm-hmm. decisions with the people I worked with. And the other thing about this whole thing as well is like, I mean, you know, you kind of like everyone sort of acknowledges in the business that you kind of got to play with the devil a little bit sure. and just roll the dice. Mm. And it's part of it as well. And I mean, I accepted that that was a possibility. Yeah. But I didn't understand how violated and hurt I would be right. by the end of this whole experience. Right, right. Because keep in mind, all of this was predicated upon me effectively exploiting my ex, at least in name. Sure. Right. And, and trying to protect her on one hand, but trying to like do something with this story that was worthwhile or would do something at least. Like I, I figured, like, how often do you get the world's attention? Like that's pretty fucking rare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was I was playing on both sides of it. And it was really crushing and of course the entertainment agencies are like dude you just gotta do the bachelor show man we'll get you on a plane with 20 different elizabeth gallagher's you go in hot tubs it'll be great whatever and a part of you in that moment is like wow yeah like yeah that would and then you stop and you're like wait i would hate myself sure i would hate everything about that and when i came to like sign the papers on that show concept i couldn't do it because i knew i would hate everything about it i knew i would be Mm -hmm. a bit I knew it would be something that would maybe be around for like an episode or six before it got canceled. Yeah. And 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 then what? And then I I did that and hurt someone I love even more. Yeah. So it's like it's it's you know, you play on this weird sort of edge of all these different emotions of like aspirations versus morals and like, uh, you know, it's it's super it's super messed up. Um so yeah, that's that's really as much of the experience as like I, I I mean I can tell you stories that would blow your mind throughout that. <laughs> we do have to move things along, I'm sure. But mm-hmm. um one day over a drink, guys. Though. Yeah, uh, for sure. That'd be will, great. Will, yeah. 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 So tell us like give us one or two stories from the actual trip. Like, was it even fun <laughs> to go um, with Elizabeth Gallagher around the world? I mean, so so Quinn, who traveled with me, so her name was Elizabeth Quinn Gallagher. Yeah. Um, she was super cool and I mean, I would be lying if I said it was the greatest trip ever because it wasn't because we had a TV crew with us. We had for parts of it. Uh, we had just an enormous amount of things to do and accomplish because we were fulfilling the needs of brands that had endorsed the trip. Right. Mm. We couldn't walk anywhere and go unnoticed, which was very difficult as well. Um, wow. Like, I'm serious. Like we, we would be like walking around in like Hong Kong and people would like come up and like grab us and be like, oh, my God, you guys are real. Right. Like, right. It was it was weird. Wow. And so I, I found that we were like hiding out a lot, a lot more than we probably would have otherwise. Mm. And also, I'll, I'll tell you straight up, I was in a terrible place during that trip. My God, mm. I was hurting, man, because all this was so weird. And again, for all the reasons I just described, it was a really emotional experience. This is something that me and Liz were supposed to share. And now all of a sudden, mm. it was being captured and commoditized for the world. Right. Um, right. It was messy. And we were also dealing with a bunch of charity stuff, too, because, I mean, why not build a charity when you're also fucking traveling around the world? Like, that seems like a great, <laughs> yeah, right? like, I, I mean, there was just so much. It was like drinking out of a fire hydrant. So no, it wasn't a very good trip. Mm. And I, I, Quinn would tell you the exact same thing. It was a very bizarre experience for the both of us. Luckily, we were both super cool. We have a great relationship. 
um, where, you know, at the end of the trip, it was very brother and sisterly, nice. which was kind of like the best case scenario. If I'm oh, being yeah. Right. Where, sure. where is she from? Uh, she's from East Coast. East Coast. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. So, yeah, I mean, that was that, that it was what it was. And in my mind, I was like, it almost came to the point where I was like, you know what? The trip's just the trip because all this other stuff is going to happen anyway, or some of it will. So let's just get past the trip and then on mm. with the Hmm. And yeah, that was very like short to me. After spending eight weeks in LA, probably the last thing you wanted to do was go and do a trip like that. You probably just wanted to go home back to your apartment. I wanted some normalcy, I think. Or I wanted to move the stuff ahead, like the business right. stuff. As right. I left my job, I I needed to know that all of that, like hurting Liz, leaving my life, all the flushing everything down the toilet, getting publicly humiliated in some cases on a massive level, but yeah. also you know, gaining notoriety otherwise. I needed to know that there was a trade-off and that my right. only thing throughout all of this, and like I still say this till I'm blue in the face today, is like all I really wanted to do was try to do something that would be enduring out of this and ideally something that would help other people, hmm, even right. just a little bit, right? Sure. And that was that was the goal. But in this like crazy entertainment system, it was really, really challenging to do that. Um, and then when it came to actually converting on that stuff later on, like, you know, like the TV show concept, aside from the Elizabeth Gallagher, 20 girls on a plane thing that came later, but it was like, <laughs> it was like an extreme home makeover version, um, for travel. So like right. you, every episode you would go to like some family, like, like on like a Sunday afternoon and be like, pack your bags. We're going on this crazy trip. And it would be like a family with like a wounded veteran and like, right. you know, they right. would go and reconnect with some family in like Sicily that they've never had the chance to see because they've been impoverished because the father's been away in Afghanistan and there's other stuff going on like trying to make people's lives better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like everyone bought into it, man. Like we, we did this deal with a massive production company, IMG, one of the biggest, I think it's actually the biggest television producer in the world. Um, it was going to be huge. Oh God, Donald Trump. Um, and I mean, by the end of it, it was just like, <laughs> every, every, they were like, you know, I mean, yeah, like this would be cool, man. But like, you didn't fall in love with the girl. So oh. can't really do that. Wow. Oh, <laughs> and so every, everything sort of fell apart. Uh, not, not everything. That's not fair to say. But a lot of those things that were very like philanthropic and paid forward in nature, mm -hmm. all of a sudden, because the sexy sizzle was diminished, um, a lot of people put up their hands and they said, well, screw this. There's like, you know, there's something else we could be doing. That's an easier deal. Wow, Whenever nice. anyone in Hollywood was asked to put any effort or thought or creative muscle into this at all, they all got sheepish and then just went out to brunch with their friends. Mm. Like, mm. yeah, I, I mean, I cannot say enough shit about the, the incredibly terrible caliber, caliber of so many people wow. uh, in that town. There are also, to be fair, there are also a lot of very good people who I started to gravitate closely towards. But I mean, it's a town of snakes, dude, hmm. and and it's no wonder why the stuff that comes out in on film and in TV, why the vast majority of it is totally uninteresting, dumb, stupid shit. Yeah, yeah. This has been really interesting to kind of dive in depth into this, Jordan. We had some friends on uh, an earlier episode who started a uh, tiny house company, and they got noticed like right away, and ended up getting. So, kind of the same story that you kind of shared about being courted by all of these different uh, production companies for the show. They do have a show now, and it, nice. it was interesting to hear a little bit about how um, they didn't get into it nearly as much as you did. We didn't have the time, but it was no, like but they, they felt a, definitely that they had been had on a certain a couple of different fronts. So 
I don't know the oh, details, sure. but it's yeah. interesting to hear your kind of analysis there. Oh, dude, and I know I'm I know I'm being very crude and direct, and that's that's just I like me, that. But <laughs> mm. but I mean, it, you know, ask anyone that has done anything in the entertainment world, and they'll tell you the exact same thing. Sure. Right. I mean, like, look, like I'll put it this way, like, and this is again, this is I'm not mentioning this to impress anyone. I'm just saying it because it's a weird thing. But about two weeks after all this shit started, I had dinner with Ryan Reynolds who is a, by the way, a great guy and exactly like he is in Van Wilder, which is a fantastic film. <laughs> um, and he, man, this guy, he's like a super A-list guy. He was just about to go off and film Deadpool, all this stuff. What would we talk about over dinner? How fucked up Hollywood is and mm. how fucked up the agent system is. And guess what? He and I shared an agent. Like, wow, right, you know, right. And it's like, it's something that everyone acknowledges. And I mean, even like, so the A-list down to like the TV like the smaller TV producers I've dealt with and, and like different people that have like shows on like HGTV and Bravo and stuff, everyone says the same thing. And at some point in time, that business is going to be heavily disrupted and shifted because this model of consuming people and then tossing them aside like garbage right. is going to end. Hmm. It just will. And I cannot wait for all those agencies to burn down. Hmm. Hmm. Boom, yeah. baby. Boom. So, Jordan, this is a good place to uh, to put a pause on. Like I said, I'm glad we decided to do two, uh, two kind of episodes with you because I think this is a really cool picture of what has happened in the past year. Kind of brings us up to the, the now. And so next week we're going to come back and chat a little bit more about some of the stuff that you're uh, up to now. Uh, I think this laid very cool groundwork for... Um, uh, the stuff you're doing with the imposter cast, which is uh, tell us very briefly what it's what the imposter cast is as a little teaser for next week. Sure. So while I just ranted in a very angry tone, there's been a lot of <laughs> superhuman and beautiful things that have come from this. Totally. And I'm way more optimistic about the future now than I probably ever have been in my life. So imposter cast is part of that. Imposter cast is a podcast that's coming out um, very soon, uh, depending on when this airs. It's coming out on June 29th. Um, and it is a show about faking it. Um, it's a show about those moments in life where we end up in situations uh, where we're like, how the fuck did I get here? Mm. And who am I to be here? Yeah. And that can be you know, a professional thing. It can be in a relationship. It can be within your community. It can be a thing within your family. I mean, we all feel like we are faking it sometimes. Mm, yeah. So it's a show strictly of people's stories told in like excruciatingly uh, human detail. Um, and we're, we're very excited about it. So me and my co-host, we've been working on it for about seven months now. Um, and wow. uh, we have a lot of amazing, a lot of amazing stories, guests, um, people that have been part of the journey. Um, and it's interesting too. The last little thing I'll share is the cool part about it is I bring sort of this like real talk, no bullshit, sort of whatever I am kind of angle to it. Yep. And Megan, my co-host, she's a psychotherapist. So she deals with this stuff from like a, a very clinical perspective every day. Okay. But she's very, she's hilarious and incredibly lighthearted and not at all clinical in how she talks. Sure. Just like put out there. <laughs> but she brings like this level of like being able to normalize all these things because cool. all of her clients feel this way. Cool. So yeah, imposter right, guys, right. that's, that's the plug there. That's awesome. And we'll, okay, we'll, we'll talk about it a little more next week, but even just hearing what you've said, some of the things that you've been confronted with, like it's it, it's already in my mind brought a lot more depth to what I think you can do on this podcast. You know, what would it have meant for you to have said yes to some of these things that would have, you know, forced you to, you know, fake an entire TV show or, or relationships and all of that stuff. So um, we'll definitely get into that next week. But uh, mm. for now, we you got to leave our listeners with one adventure tip 
based on what you all what you just said what's one tip for them and then we'll uh, wrap it up and uh and ke- catch up with you next week uh one adventure tip would be say yes i think we often say no to stuff and I think I've I've sort of lived by this philosophy and weird things have happened for better and definitely for worse (laughs) where I I just say yes to stuff without really thinking or stewing and I feel like that's something that I'm constantly working to improve but it's something that like I've seen a lot of growth in my friends when they start saying yes and it's just amazing where life takes you if that's sort Mm -hmm. of your outlook so that's what I'd share awesome Jordan thank Thank you you, so much and we'll uh, talk to you next week awesome thanks guys see you later What a tale from Jordan. Part one. That was that was pretty interesting, if you ask me. Oh, so such a cool story. Yeah. Um, I don't even know where to start with it. It just, uh, I have, Jer, I, again, what we said before, this interview, I am very excited about. Now, I think we did not do a great job as far as our interviewing skills, which we are learning along the way, trying to hone this skill, yeah. um, which is very tricky sometimes um we didn't do a great job interviewing him i don't think but it's almost like he didn't even need to be interviewed he's probably told this story a hundred times sure and so any question that we were going to add or contribute he already thought about and you know threw that in for yeah, us it for was free. like we were all in the same uh same wavelength so he just knew kind of where we wanted to go he's it's he's true. listened to the podcast we really connected he's with listened him. to the podcast so he knows kind of where we want to go so he just did his thing and that was perfect mm-hmm. that was perfect i think yeah i love it um, yeah. one thing I was going to say is I, I think that I, in the past or in my life have like romanticized the, um, whole idea of going viral. Like even when you start something right. like a podcast, you're like, well, obviously I, I want this podcast to grow. So do I, mm. can I do something that will make it kind of explode overnight? I think this episode has me second, uh, s- just thinking a little bit more deeply about w- is there a reason that I want to grow or is it a healthy reason or is it a selfish reason or, or whatever. But I don't know. It was interesting. Well, exactly. Right. I know. I just feel like maybe I mentioned this on the episode, but like you're just kind of like out of nowhere, given this huge amount of like power and responsibility and trying to steer that in a direction that is like for bound for disaster in so many easy ways. Like it's such a hard thing to handle. Yeah. Like is it there, I just think there, there's a very few amount of people that, that can do that well. Yeah. And, and like come out on top. It's interesting how like the story becomes in many ways bigger than you or not you or just like taken and blown way out of proportion so that it's not even something that you wanted it to be or meant for it to be and then other people mm-hmm. are adding their layers to your own story that may are you know may or may not be true so that's a just a such an interesting thing and that was really cool uh, uh hearing about what that was like so i'm with you there jer i'm with you it was it was fun he was really great to talk to so stay tuned if you guys liked that interview which uh i don't know how you couldn't uh we got a, a great part two coming up for you next week Part two, that's right. So, I, th- I think that is, that... is that a wrap, Cal? Right. Anything else we need to cover here? Anything else we want to cover? Um, I think it's... Uh, what's it? Go ahead. I think it's good if people go and find us online, openroadpod.com. If they follow us on Instagram, you're probably already doing that. We have a nice, uh, a nice little gathering of adventurers there. Uh, again, at openroadpod is our, is our tag, and 
on the website we have a little blog post about Jordan and we have some photos and uh, a little bit more of a write-up if you're interested in that and uh, we typically have uh, a link to a cool item on Amazon that'll help you find more adventure in the everyday. Yes, a tool to help you. Um, okay, one other thing I'll throw in. Um, I don't know if this is happening this week, but uh, we were interviewed again on, uh, on another podcast, Friends of Ours podcast called uh, The Way Fam Podcast. Yes. So uh, if you're interested at all in hearing us, uh, maybe a little more incentive, our wives also joined us on this episode. So uh, their first time podcasting. So that was fun. That was very fun, and uh, our wives were like, whoa, we're getting invited on other podcasts, and we haven't even been invited on your podcast yet. What's up with that? I don't know what's up with that. I guess they we just have never invited them. That's what's up. I guess Katie was kind of on the first episode with a little bit of a story, but... Uh, mm, true. But I think... So is that coming out this week? I, I, I think no I think they are putting that one out this week. So if you guys remember back uh, early in the in the podcast, we interviewed Zach and Hannah Way, who have their own podcast. We chatted with them a little bit, kind of about adventure and about uh, living with other people and about some of our hobbies and stuff like that. So that's a fun conversation that you can uh, that you can grab uh, over on their podcast. Yeah. Find them on iTunes and go go take a listen. Pretty fun just to catch up with them really. Like it's we talked to them maybe a few months ago initially and then it's just neat to just kind of compare where we've all uh I mean they're in a different living situation you guys are sort of and it's just kind of fun. Yeah, it's been fun to kind of build friendships through this podcast. Like we're getting connected with other people and being inspired I by know. other people's adventures and uh we hope that that's uh that having this as a part of your weekly routine has been doing that as well. So, thanks for listening guys. On a side note, Jeremy, I uh, I went fishing Friday night. Yep. To try and to try and top you. Yeah. Total total fail. All right, it's what I like to hear, buddy. I know that's what you like to hear, and I will tell you that I failed. And I'm coming up to Muskoka tomorrow. I'm going to do some fishing off the docks at Camp Minioe, and I always get something nice off of there, whether it's bass or pike. I'm uh, I'm coming for you, man. Going to widen the gap. Yeah. All right. All right. Anyways, that's it. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in, and uh, catch us next week for another episode with Jordan, part two of the story.